Hello and welcome to the Game Watchcast. I am your host, Ramon Sanzo, and joining me today is Wilson. Hello. So, Wilson, today we are going to head to school. Uh, I hate school. But you're going to enjoy this school. It's a wizarding school. Oh, yes. okay. And we're going to the realm of... Strixhaven, I think. Uh, Strixhaven is a school, but was it from like Ar- 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 Aral? Aral something, was it? Arcanium? Arcanium. Whatever. But we're going to Strixhaven. Yes. So... The set has not released yet, but we are going to talk about the headmasters or the elder dragons for the set. Okay. Well, all four of them except for one. Yes. So, those dragons are Shadrick Silverquill, Ga- Galazet Prismari, Tanazir Condrix, uh, and the last one would be who now? Velomachus Blorhole. Yes. So... On first sight, these dragons are pretty cool. The art is awesome. The ability is, you know, it's just standard dragon shenanigans. But somebody once told me in the group where this completes the cycle of the elder two color elder dragons. Yes, it does. So we have uh, two types of elder dragons. One is the triple color tricolors from. Alara, oh no wait, uh, I forgot, Dominaria Conflux. Conflux. Yes, and the other one is from uh, Tarkir, and the set is the, is completed right now in Strixhaven. Mm-hmm, because in Tarkir, we had the Eli color drag, Elder Dragons, and yes. in, uh, what's it called? No, it's not really Ally, it's just a random assortment, if I remember. Uh, no, the color pairings. Okay. Yeah, yeah it's Ally color and enemy color. So Strixhaven will complete the enemy color dragons, Elder Dragons. Okay, yeah. But for now, uh, all four dragons are revealed except for one, which is uh, who now? Um, Witherbloom. Witherbloom. So yes. we got no idea what his full name is, but we do know it's Witherbloom. It's in there, but I forgot. All right, okay, cool. So anyway, let's head into Silver Quill first. So uh, Shadrick Silver Quill is a three and white, black legendary elder dragon, and it has flying and double strike. And its ability is, at the beginning of combat, on your turn, you may choose to. Each mode must target a different player. So it has three abilities, and those are target player creates a 2-1 white and black inkling creature token with flying. The other is target player draws a card and lose one life. The last one is target player puts a plus one plus one counter on each creature they control. So this is pretty good. This is really good, but the negative side is, <clears throat> I get one, you have to get one. No, actually, a lot of people have uh, misread the card. Oh? It says you may choose two. Oh, you may choose? Yes. So if you choose only one of them, uh, you can, you may choose two. Oh, wait, yeah, you have to get one. Yeah, yeah. your opponent has to get one. Yeah, so you may choose two. Yeah. So if you choose one, so obviously it's going to be you, but... If you choose two, so... Eh, but here's the thing. Uh, if you check out Mitch's content on the command quarters, mm-hmm. he already broke down how to build this deck. And this deck is really awesome. Especially if... Okay, a good example is... Yes, uh, you give somebody an inkling, but you also control Elish Norn. Oh, yeah. So by that point... Yeah, they get a token. But it dies. It dies, yeah. So, basically, it's nothing. Yep. Or, um, what? They, like, for the draw, a player draws colors on life. So, if you're playing in a five-color Nekusar deck, 
So five colors? Yes. Okay. Academicus are. It exists. Okay. But anyway, okay. so you play in that kind of assortment where every time when an opponent draws a card, they lose one life. So in this case, they draw a card, they lose two lives. So yeah. Or the thing is, you could just control Hall Breacher and have them, well, technically can't draw and lose a life. Yeah. So and you make a treasure. Mm-hmm. The target player pulls a plus one counter. I think you can just put in Vorniclax, Monstrous Raider. Yeah, and you put on it. your own, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, true. So it, it speaks too. So it's like, what are the negatives that you can give for your opponent? It's Not an interesting way to build a deck. Yeah. But would you say this is on the top tier of the dragons? No. No, no. Yeah, he, if I had a S tier to F tier, this would be around C tier. Yeah, he's just B-tier. mid. He, he's, he's just mid. in the mid where he's good, but he's not great. Because yes. the only negative side of him is the part where he still needs to give something to an opponent. Yes, I agree. But he is good. He is good. He is good. But the double strike makes him strong. At the same time, to limits his uh, attack ability. And the part where he needs to attack to do his ability... Those are the part where it makes him a bit weak. Uh, it doesn't really need to attack because he is at the beginning of combat. Ah, yes. So he can just uh, make his make his inklings, stall the stall the game, make a big board, then maybe put post round counters on his inklings as well. Mm-hmm. Okay, true, true. Uh, I I make sure that I misremember, but still, uh, it's at the beginning of combat kind of thing. Yeah. So things that could counter it are stuff that stops you from entering combat like skips your battle altogether mm, yes but um, not much but yes there yes. are cards like that yeah but the not much so yeah it's one of those things so anything to add mm, no I, I just don't think Sowoko is a good uh, card to be as a commander in my opinion mm. but he could be in a 99 in some other decks maybe like 3 colors maybe 4 mm. color decks Heck, maybe in a five-color Elder Dragon tribal deck. Yeah, but you know what? Uh, I think he would be great in Abzan. Abzan. Oh, counters matter. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Because of the plus one, plus one thing, Abzan really cares about that. Yes, I agree. So let's move on to the next card. Yes. And that is Gazelle Prismari. All right. So Gazelle Prismari is a two and blue-red elder legendary creature, Elder Dragon, with flying. And it says when... This card enters the battlefield, create a treasure token. And artifact you control have uh, tap at one mana of any color, spend this mana only to cast instant and sorcery spells. So this dragon is a uh, artifact sorcery instant sorcery method deck. Yeah boy. Killer Zef is my is my jam. Okay, so I, I can see things with it. Like what about you? Let's go with you first. Like what, what do you see in this deck that makes it awesome? Okay, first off, it says when it enters the battlefield, of course, you create a treasure token. Mm-hmm. That's good. That, that's your mana. And then it says the second, the third part, artifacts you control have that ability, that uh, Urza ability, but you can only cast it on install sorceries. That is strong as well. Mm-hmm. The reason why is because there are a lot of utility um, spell uh, instant sorceries in the Izzet color. Uh, Sorry, Prismari colors is not easy anymore. I'm going to call it easy, man. I'm going to call it Prismari. If, and, and anyone who says so, I will attack them. <laughs> Anyways, so yes. 
and it says to add one mana of any color. Mm. And you don't need to sacrifice any of your treasure, uh, treasures or artifacts in order to get that mana. So I think it's a really good uh, card to allow people to ramp into their um, high CMC instant sorceries. True, true. Yeah. And that's the thing. When I saw this card, I automatically thought of uh, Urza. Yeah. But it's a nerf uh, version of Urza. While Urza lets you cast anything you want, Yes. Uh, Prismari here only allows you to cast instant sorceries. Yes, I agree. But you're playing it, is it? So those colors are synonymous with instant sorcery car- uh, spells or yes. cards. So you're not losing anything. You're not really losing anything. But um, let's say you need the mana to cast the, let's say, an artifact or a creature. You can just sack the treasure token it may as well. You don't really need to sack it. Like, the treasure tokens, what they do is you tap it to sack it to create one mana of any color. Yeah. But because of Prismari's ability, you just tap it to create any yeah, mana. Yeah, I mean, of if you want to cast a creature spell. Ah, yes, that's true. That's true. So it, it depends on how you want to play the deck because if it were me, I'll play a heavy style Instant Sorcery Matters deck where uh, I'll play stuff like probably uh, things like Enter the Infinite where it costs. 10 and it's 8 colorless to yes 3 blues was it? 4 uh, blues? <laughs> yes I, 8 to eight to 3 yeah. eight, eight, 8 colorless 3 blue yeah so what you can do is you have also already games where you generate a lot of artifacts yes and then you have Enter the Infinite come out and then you can do your Enter the Infinite combo or you could just uh, do stuff like Okay, Hall Breacher, that gets you treasure some more. Oh yeah, it's in Hall Breacher colors. Yep. And then, uh, even not even that, Like you could just do a lot. Like, uh, this works well with uh, Mycosynthesis, where it changed every permanent you have, no, every permanent on the board into artifacts. And oh. then you could go for the uh, Hellkite Tyrant combo, where you swing it and grab everything. So you have a bound a bound amount of mana. Oh that's janky. Yeah, jank, but still it kind of works in the sense where you have mana to spend. Or if it's not that, you could play five calabria. Oh no. Or four no, no, calabria. No, 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 no. We we we'll just take quick for smart. Oh sorry. <laughs> Brea is already in the color. Yeah. So, so yeah. you just play this in Breya's deck. Yeah, so you just... See, it, it works well, especially if you put him in the 99 Breya deck. So basically, it helps you a lot. You don't really need to worry about uh, getting mana. Your artifacts there are really mana rocks. Yeah. At most, probably I can get this down to 2 at the quickest and swing in for damage, make more mana. It's really a good card, in my opinion. Better than Silver Quill. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. However, it needs a lot of work. Yeah. Uh, on, a, on, its, uh, on its stats by itself, uh, it's at a low CMC, which is good. But the attack and defense are, you know, appropriate for its CMC. Yes. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Mana value. We, we forget to mention that last week, where uh, now mm. things are set to mana values. Yeah, I hate that one. Yep. I, I too, I too. But I still... I still call it mana value. Yep. So anyway, uh, it has a flying, it's a dragon thing. It's a 3-4. It has an ATB ability, which is not that great. I mean, it's just nice. 
Is that not great? Well, it actually comes in, it actually gives you utility immediately. So, mm -hmm. yeah. So what it does basically, it refunds you one mana. Yes, yeah. it is. But the bottom ability where you can... Cap it for mana. Yeah, but only for instant sorcery, that's great. Yes, that is so, great. So I still put it in a C category between A to F. A to for F. me, I'll put it in a C. I'll put it B to A. <laughs> a minus. To me. Because C plus uh, at most. B minus. A, because it's a RAM card as well. Yeah. It's, a, it's not like it's, it has utility, it's RAM, it, it has ETB effect, it's flying, good stats. Yeah, true, true. But at the same time, too, I feel Doesn't like do too much it limits you well. on the mana part where your mana are only applicable for instant sorcery spells. So if you can't do anything more with them, and in a scenario where you're kind of screwed out of luck because you kind of build your deck wrong and you only have creatures, enchantments, then and artifacts. Build, then you have to build your deck right. Yep, true. But no, it's one of those things where these are the problems I see. So going forward, we may need to try and correct, cost correct the deck if we do build it. I will try to build it anyways. Yeah, it, it's a good deck. It's yeah, a good, it's but a I'll still put it in a C. I'll put it it's not B awesome. To it's awesome to me. So I'm going to put that B to A minus. All right. So next one is uh, Velmarcus. Lorehold. Velmarcus of Lorehold. Yeah, so, so it is a five and red white legendary creature, Elder Dragon. It has, ooh, this is good. Flying Vigilance Haste. And whenever this creature attacks, look at the top seven cards of your library. You may cast an instant or sorcery spell with mana value less than or equal to this creature's power from uh, from among them without paying its mana cost. Put the rest of the principal rest of the cards in the bottom of your library in random order. So, mm, this one is interesting. So, Wilson, what do you think? Um, okay. For the mana value, I think it's very high. But mm. for the effect, it's really good. Basically, yes. it's a... What, what ability is similar to this? Because I remember there's something similar to this. Ooh, uh, the dinosaur. Which one? The red, mono red dinosaur, when you swing, you get to well, look at each opponent. That's Itali. Yeah, um, Itali. It's similar? Maybe. It's similar, but uh, this one, you get to look at top seven instead of the top one of each player's library. Mm, yeah, yeah, true. But this is actually better, but mm -hmm. it's... The reason why I don't like this card mm. is because it's high mana value, mm -hmm. but it's a really good card for it. Its cost comes in. It has flying, it has vigilance. It also has haste. Mm -hmm. So immediately when it comes down, you can immediately attack, get some value out of it, mm -hmm. and it can even. And if it sticks around, you can block because it has vigilance. Mm -hmm. Then you can look for an instant sorcery. Yep. But the thing is, it's in Boros. But here's the thing. Hole. Come on. But here's the thing. Uh, the style that uh, we forget to really mention about this, but the new colors for. Uh, the enemy colors are playing a bit different from the things that we know because in Orzov it's more to uh, stacks and taxes something like that and in Izit it's more on instant sorcery shenanigans and in Boros it's more about what is it um, building an army and swinging was it? Uh, Boros. Boros yeah it's supposed to be strength in numbers yes so here we what we see in 
uh, Strixhaven is that they're changing the idea of what we already know except for is it is it is still the same yes so uh, with Boros here is okay yes we want to do the same thing as before but we want you to play more instant and sorcery shenanigans uh, yeah I agree so, but in my opinion I think that they are trying to steer into the direction where Lorehold is a graveyard matters or instant sorcery graveyard matters that mm, so I have not read any of the new cards. cards so I don't really see the pattern there but from what I can see here is that yeah uh, it, it's more focused on instant sorceries right now because the big guy is doing that. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, it, it does do that. And but yeah, yeah, I'll let you read the cards after the afterwards okay. because there is a distinct change in the style of how red and white is played right now. Mm, okay, but anyway, um, this card here, so be here, hundred percent. Yeah, so it's five. It's a five-five, flying haste. So seven vigilance. For seven, it comes in. You'll get value when it doesn't say hit, so you just say attack. Yes. So it's already it's already good there. There's already value there. Yes. Yeah. Then what else? Uh, it has flying. Yes, haze. It, if vigilance can block, I, I'll give it in a scale of a C minus because this guy is straightforward. Like there's no shenanigans out of him. Like he is just. I'll come in. I'll swing. I look at the top seven. And the top seven are going to be my shenanigan cards. Yeah. But if I can perform shenanigans, then nothing happens. Mm, I'll put it on B tier. B? Really? Yeah. Uh, okay, first off, it's because of the three keywords that allow him to do that. It gives him value. The value, I think, uh, uh, overlaps what you said. Mm -hmm. But that's just in my opinion. Yeah, it's a I, good card. It, I do agree on that part, but for me, I'll I'll say that because of the I need to swing and look at top seven is okay. Sometimes looking at the top seven is not great. Like you can get random stuff. Sometimes you can get six lands and one possibly uh, sort of closure, probably. Yeah, that's why you need to manipulate your top deck. Maybe put in some cards like the scroll rack, mm -hmm. manipulate it, and all that. So you can get what you want to mm. put in there, but honestly, I still I'm still stick on a C C C. Yeah, because I'm I'm on a B yeah. B minus, but yeah, B yeah. minus. It needs a lot of work to make it work. Yeah, it's still okay. Yeah, but anywho, last one on the list because the uh, winter bloom color is not out yet. Yes, and that is uh, Tanazir. Tanazir Kondrix, okay. And it is a three and green blue. Legendary creature, Elder Dragon. It has flying and trample. And it says when this creature enters the battlefield, double the number of plus one plus one counters on target creatures you control. Okay, it's Simic all over again. Then it says when this card attacks, you may have the base power and toughness of other creatures you control become equal to this card's power and toughness until end of turn. Okay, that's interesting. So basically, they're trying to uh, revamp Simic into Kodrick's uh, aggro right now. Mm -hmm. uh, but if you're playing with this, but what about the overall? Like, is it going for this? Yes. Okay, so basically in Kodrick, uh, what they're trying to do is making a, make a lot of tokens from the... Um, there is a 
they they have okay so everyone has a uh, mascot mm-hmm. for the mascot for um, what do you call that chondrix mm-hmm. is called a fractal fractals have um, zero zero pow- zero power and zero toughness however they have counters on them mm-hmm. so if when chondrix enters the battlefield they double the fractal's power uh, by putting the counters on them then whenever it attacks it gets base 4 4 4 for each fra- uh, to each fractal and the fractals become 4 4 and uh, whatever counters is on them mm-hmm. alright so it's, um... it's, it's basically mid range actually it's mid range Okay. Hondrich is aiming for that mid-range taste, but but it's still sticking to the plus one counter theme. Mm, all right, and yeah, I, I don't know what to think because the way I'm looking at it, looking at him is that okay, you want him to have that double plus one plus one thing that you mentioned before. So uh, in an Abzan deck where you want to get plus one plus one counters. Uh, Silver Quill is kind of the guy because when he comes in, or no, when he starts to attack, he puts a plus one plus one counter on your body. So by that point, you already have cards that monopolize on that kind of playstyle. Mm-hmm. With this guy, it comes in. So you double the plus one plus one counter of every creature you have that No, has. target creature control. Target? Not all? Yep. And this is better feel. Double the... Oh, target, yes. Okay, so... It powers up a creature. So, um, I don't know. I, I don't know what to think about this one. He seems good, but I don't know. It, it's depending on what you think, but in a pass on counter deck, it's quite good because it can put, it, it will find ways to put counters on him or increase his power mm-hmm. uh, and toughness. They become, uh, uh, they they will increase their power and toughness in response to Tanazir as well. Mm, but okay, if we're talking about semi Voltron or just uh, dragon with big stick, no, I'm talking about the plus one counter team because you're playing a plus one counter team deck. Mm-hmm. Plus one, you 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 have cards that put plus one counters on creatures. Mm-hmm. So what you do is usually you put plus one counter on your Tanazir as well to increase mm-hmm. the, his uh, his base power and toughness, so that whenever he attacks. Their base power and toughness becomes Carnage's current power and toughness. Yeah, but at the same time too, um, uh, when he comes in, he needs to pick another creature. Does it? It doesn't say another creature. Oh, so you can pick him. Yeah. However, you need to, in, in at instant speed, put the counters on him. Ah. So you manipulate the stacks. Yes. Well, there are there are cards like Graft that put uh, that can move counters. There are cards like a. The card from Ikoria, I forgot what it is. Mm-hmm. It says tap it, put a move a counter of a choice uh, to your yes. creature. There are a lot of cards that put counters on instant speed. Mm-hmm. So it's not really a matter of uh, put doubling, uh, putting counters on Tanazir. It's a matter of how you're going to build the deck and how you're going to go mid-range with it. Mm, Alright, so overall, the idea is there, but I just can't see it. So, okay, if I were to build this guy... And not focusing on the plus one plus one counters build, I'll probably play him as semi Voltron, like dragon with a big stick. I'll probably go for a token deck, a token code token strategy. Yeah, same thing here. Like you need to abuse the uh, copying of powers. So if you could get a lot of bodies on board, like small tiny bodies, 
like uh, Sporting. Okay, um, he's in green, so Avengers in the car. Okay. So Avengers in the car. I mean, you create a zero one plant token, and then uh, they when, become four horse. Yep. When the dragon swings in by itself without a big stick, they become four fours. But if you put in the Colossus Hammer, it becomes a 14-14. Yep. It says the double... The 10-10. The yeah. It's 10 plus 10 plus 10. Okay, so it's a 14-14 big hammer dude's dragon thing with whatever. So it's an idea to go there. It's not the best, but still, it's an idea. What do you think? What, you mentioned you put in tokens, so how would your build be? Uh, if I were going to build it, I'm going to go token build uh, with counter build. Because uh, this is what I think Tanazir wants to do, is to make itself go big, and then make a bunch of tokens to go wide, mm-hmm. and swing for the victory. Ah, yes. So I would build it most probably, uh, like you said, Avengers and the car, and maybe a token team build where it says whenever a creature enters the battlefield, it puts plus one counter on this, co- on, on this creature, or maybe like both Nelia every turn we just put mm-hmm. a counter on it mm-hmm. and all that so oh, if you want to have more token synergies you can play in Bunt in the 99 mm, yeah but I'd rather have Quandrix yeah. as my Quandrix. commander yeah. yeah because in my opinion Quandrix is actually quite good I'm maybe gonna put him quite high in the tier list but we'll see I don't uh, I, I, like all of my lists are on C's but I can't imagine it but I just can't see it happening like I, I I'm kind of in the situation where I need to see it happen then I can say oh wow this is great like oh wow but the team the card itself is great like awesome but the problem for me is I just can't see it working because like there's two parts of it and they're not the same like you still have the person person counter mechanic going for him and mm-hmm. then the part where he attacks and everything else becomes his power mm-hmm. so like I still can't see that two things working together to make it work mm, yeah it, it's dependent but I can I can the, I can see it that's why I'm trying to put I'm going to put this in a high tier list it's the mm. same for low hole because I, I can I can see uh, its potential mm-hmm. however um, for low hole I don't think I'm going to play it as yeah. commander yeah I mean low hole is one of those things where if you build around him or you want to, if you want him as a commander you need to build around him so, meaning that you need to put everything that benefits him. So, either you play high CMC spells or uh, effective insert sorcery cards. For Loho, I'm probably going to just go mono, mono board white. Mono board white. Ah, so. Armageddon's and what do you call that? Uh, Armageddon's, Wrath of Gods, Day of Judgments. Maybe make him indestructible as well so mm. that he, he, can, he can survive. And but everyone... he pick one, right? Like... Yeah, make it indestructible, then make the wrath everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but still, it's one of those things where he... Uh, Lorel has a lot of things going for it. Like, like we're, we're here just mentioning stuff that you do for him. Yep. And, yeah, honestly, if you build him around... Okay, I want to do the quote-unquote feather thing. So, oh, we'll play instant sorcery spells. And then you return it back to your hand, yeah. uh, hand and step. Yeah. So what you need uh, for all these Elder Dragons, they are really, really specific. Mm-hmm. You need to build them in a specific way for them to be at least A tier. Yeah, I mean, it, like, the only one that I see that you don't really have to put much effort into it is just Fishmire. Um, like, you just put in some random instant sorcery spells that are great and then just be done with it. Yeah, 
you need, but you need to find a balance for Chris Murray as well. Mm-hmm. For Quandrix, you don't really need to. You know how what how to build it and all that. Yeah, I, I see Quandrix have multiple type of build. Like, let's say you forget about the plus one plus one team because it's only on ETB. So you can just focus on me, big power dragon, me swing hard. Yeah. Okay. It also, the uh, for low hole, you have to build it in a way in a Voltron way, in my opinion. It, mm, yeah, mm, you know what? No, mm. <sighs> and because it has, it says instant sorcery. You probably want to give it maybe like something, uh, spells that pump its power, mm. pump itself, or maybe you can go like what I said, mono bolt white. However, there, you like. There is a card in Battle for Zendikar, and it downshifted to a uncommon. But it's a goblin. Z- Zuzu, the, no, not Zuzu the Punisher. Uh, Zada, the Hedron Grinder. Yes, that one. So, what the idea is, have Chris, uh, sorry, um, Lorho on, have the goblin on, then when you look at the top seven, you... Basically cast it on your goblin, then the goblin gives everything. Yep. So, it's a way to do it? So, basically, what you're trying to do is to make low hold a white strategy, right? Yes. And you put in the enchantment that... Uh, buff, no, no. What was the enchantment? The Boros enchantment where you create uh, human soldiers for every counter in it. I forgot. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know about that. Yeah, um, for, but for Silver Quill, mm, this, this is hard. He's a good commander. Mm-hmm. It's just that you might need to learn how to you have to build him specifically mm-hmm. so that your opponents uh your your the advantages your opponents get actually become disadvantages mm-hmm. yes that's true yeah that's true i mean honestly the only thing i can see working for him in terms of getting advantage is just that giving your opponent a creature because when you have things like elishnor on the board they die yeah. stuff like that or you, if you have something like sword of a sword that has protection from white or protection from black on him then you, you can just swing without worries mm-hmm. so overall um, all of the dragons are in my opinion good there are some things that you need to work at but I see potential in them like I can see that they are great yes so, but, hmm, I yes. think, I think they just need to be built in specific ways. They're not flexible like any other type of commanders that we usually think of. And if and if we were to try to compare them to other commanders, it would be un- uh, other elder dragons. It would be unfair because if we were to compare them to the old elder dragon from uh, Carnes of Park here. Uh, no wait dragons of Tarkir yeah dragons like the dragons um, elder dragons are a bit better um, they are the same they are the same because they also are very specific so let's say for Atar- uh, let's rem- let's just, let's go back a flashback in time Dragonlord Atarka mm-hmm. so for Dragonlord Atarka we have five and gruel it says legendary creature or elder dragon eight eight Flying Trample, when it enters the battlefield, deals 5 damage divided as you choose among any other, any number of target creatures or planes your opponent's control. So basically, you do 5 damage to uh, divide it to any number of target creatures or planeswalkers. 
it doesn't even target your opponent. Mm. It doesn't even target itself. The problem with this is that it's also dragon. The elder dragons, some of them are on the power. Like sure. okay, if we are going to talk about powerful dragons, we're going to talk about something like Dragon Lord Jamoka. Yes. For for Celestia five seven, it can't be countered and it has flying life link and. During your turn, your opponent can't cast spells. That is too strong. That is okay. It's not too strong. It's okay. Um, if you were a combo deck in Celestia, you 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 you, you can win after you cast this one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. For Dragonlord Jamuka, a uh, Colligan, you have four red and uh, four Ragdos, Flying Haste, six five. Other creatures to control have haste. You whenever an opponent casts a creature spell. Or a planeswalker spell with the same name as a card in their graveyard that player loses ten life. It's not a good card in. It's it's not a good card. I never said it was good. It's not a good card in uh, what do you call that commander. Uh, commander. However, it's a, it was a good card in this standard, standard at that time. Yeah. So yeah. we also have Dragonlord Ojutai. Mm. They were three and Azorius five four Elder Dragon. It has flying. It has Hectru as long as it's untapped. When I when. And if you, if we can give it vigilance, okay. Yeah. It's always it's always hexproof. And then when it deals combat damage, look at top three, put one in your hand, rest on bottom. It, there's no there's no there's no direction for Dragonlord or Jutai. Mm-hmm. So what you want to do for Dragonlord or Jutai is just Voltron. Yeah, probably yeah. Yeah, for Silumgar, it's just that at ETB you can gain control of target creature or planeswalker as long as you can control Silumgar, mm-hmm. which is not that is which is, which is really niche because. It can is is it, it, it can be easily targeted, easily killed. So, if you would want to compare old Elder Dragons with the current Elder Dragons, they are the the power levels are similar. Mm-hmm. There are good cards like Ojutai, Dromoka, and there are bad cards like Tolligan, Silmagar. Yeah. yeah, but we have to see whether or not the Wither Bloom Dragon breaks the bank. Yes. Yeah, but uh, comparing. Uh, the Khan's Dragon with the Six Haven Dragons, uh, you, you get a sense of, okay, they're almost the same. They have uh, similar power levels and probably most of them will be in a C. Like, Ataka would probably be a high B. Uh, Ataka um, will be a D. D? It's just a D. Tell me how how is he good. When Ataka enters the battlefield, it deals 5 damage divided as you choose among any number of entities. Compared to the Loho Dragon, I uh, would yeah. rather take Loho. Uh, con- yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, the, the, the guy is just an ETB flying trample thingy. Yeah, it yeah. doesn't even does do anything when okay, it attacks. Okay, so yeah. Yeah, but yeah, okay, you know what? Yeah, he is a D. Near F. Yes, near F. It's just too big. It doesn't have haste. So, yeah. He, yes. The, the thing is, the, the thing about him, about Ataka... To make him great is just to bounce him constantly, just so he can just every time when he ETBs he just deals five damage. Yeah, the thing is he isn't in the colors. Yeah, that's the problem there. Even if you play with Condra's Closet, it's like only on the end step yes. that you get to activate. Yeah, whatever. Dromoka is a high A plus S rank, if you say. Mm, probably S. Yes. Colligan F. F in Commander. F in Commander. Uh, B maybe in construct, other formats. Yeah. Uh, other, other constructed formats. Yeah. Ojutai is one of those things where he it's a B. is... A, he, needs, he needs to be built specifically, so he's a B, in my opinion. Yeah. Also with Silumgar, it's a C to a B, because like you mentioned before, he needs to be in a build to yes. make him work. Yes. So 
all in all, all the Dragon Lords are actually not that good on their own. On their own. Whenever you build a deck, you need to uh, keep in mind how to build uh, it specifically around his his. Except his for Dromoka. Dromoka is probably combo build. Yeah, except for Dromoka. You can just put him in any Celestian deck and he works like there. Okay, I'm playing. And then like, oh, I have the 6 mana. I'll just step 6. He comes down. Everybody can do stuff. Yeah, you guys can do stuff in your own turn. Don't don't mess with me on my yeah. turn. So basically, I think Dromoka is the S rank out of all of the dragons that are now. Yeah. So yeah, um, he's great. But other than that, uh, the Street Haven dragons do have their, what you call this, positives. Yes. And they just need to work at it. And wait, are is the previous dragons not Elder Dragons? What do you mean? Like there's Dragons of Takir. And Khans. Is Khans not... No, of... they're not Elder Dragons. Ah. They're just Dragons. Ah, okay. So they're just Dragons then. Okay. I was yes. wondering about that. So we also have another set of Dragons, which is from Dominaria. Sorry, my bad. Dominaria. Mm-hmm. They, the, the few are Arcades, the Strategists, Chromium, the Mutable. Um, let's see, what else? Uh... Uh, ne- no, not uh, Nico Bolas the Ravager, Haladia no, Morse the Ruiner, and Vivictus Asmadi the Dire. So these four, this these five, are the three color, uh, three three colored a uh, elder dragons. Elder dragons. So I'm just going to search for elder dragons on Scryfall just to see what we have. And you need to remember, we have two sets of those other dragons. We have the original Nicobolas mm. as well. Yes, that, that's true. The one that he is sitting and reading a book. Yes. So basically, what you want to... Uh, we can't actually compare the older ones with the newer ones. Because mm. the newer ones are basically better. Oh yeah, obviously. Because, well, time. Yeah. And the other part is that the cycle's not complete yet. For which one? The uh, Trickal Elder? I think so, yes. Wait, was it? Is it not complete? No, no. We have no Naya... Do we have a Naya Dragon? We do nope. have a Naya Dragon. Do we? Yes, no. Paladia Morse, Drixis, Nicobolas, um, Jun, Vivictus Asmadi, Chromium, is uh, Esper. We have Esper, Chromium. Yes, we have Bant. Yeah, we have Bant. And then now all we need are Mardu, um, Mardu, uh, Jeskai, just Mardu Jeskai, Mardu Jeskai. I think it's more, but I don't remember. But yeah, uh, uh, Abzan, yeah, Teamer, yeah. and the last one I forgot. Let's see, uh, Sotai. Sotai, yeah. So we, we don't have those uh, Elder Dragons in those sets. Yes, so we in the future, maybe in uh, three to four years down the line, we will get these Elder Dragons. But right now, we have to make do with what Elder Dragons we have now. Yeah, yeah. and uh, looking at what we have here, it's really good. Yeah, so the first one I would put in S tier right now is Nicobolas the Ravager. Nicobolas the Ravager, yeah, because he is a transformative uh, dragon. So, yes. yeah, he's, he's great. But funny enough, uh, his traditional art doesn't put him as an Elder Dragon. Wait, no, does it? It does. 
or that's that's him that's him that's him they reprinted him oh yeah okay yeah yep that's him oh uh, yeah they, they made him cooler <laughs> mm, yeah. yeah I mean if you take a look see at the uh, old art old art versus the new art they make him look cooler because his previous make him look lame <laughs> Uh, uh, this old dragon reading yes. book. Why are you bullying me? <laughs> Anyways, hmm. uh, Nico Nico Bulas. If we're talking, we we I won't talk about the older cards. Mm-hmm. I will talk about the newer Elder Dragons from Domino, uh, M19. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, in M19, Nico Bulas would be an S tier. For the A tier, I would put in Vivictus Asmati. Vivictus Asmati. Yes, the Dire. The... Maybe yeah, uh, this guy, yes. So he's a really good commander. I've seen a lot of builds. Uh, mostly, they're all sacrifice permanents. It's mm-hmm. a very straightforward uh, deck. Everyone knows what he wants to do, mm-hmm. which is why uh, a lot of people build around him to sacrifice permanents, get a bigger permanent, or like maybe Kozilek, mm-hmm. maybe Ulamog. I don't know. And honestly, I, I, I like Arcadis, the strategist. The strategist. He's a B... He's also A- minus tier. Yeah, it's... He, he for him you need to build around him to make it work because the idea for him is that you need to build big butt deck yes and also defender decks it's not only big butt but big butt defenders yes he needs to be a big butt defender so that he need to build around that mm-hmm. and the next one I would put in is maybe at C tier which is both chromium and palladium moors. The Ruiner, yes. So, um, I put both of them at C tier is because um, Paladin Moors is very situational. She's a 6 6 or 6, of course. And she has Flying Vision Trample and she has Hexproof. But she only has Hexproof if she doesn't do damage. Yeah, and technically, if you, let's just say you put Hexproof on the dragon, it's basically nothing. It's just a big dragon with 6 6. Yeah, like you you can still put hexproof on it, yeah, and even it. if it loses its own hexproof, you, yeah. you still has hexproof. So basically, it's just a big dragon with nothing. Yeah. So except for the uh, flying vigilance and trample. Yeah. So what I'm thinking is that whenever I play Paladin Morse and I will try to build it, is that I will go Voltron with it. And same for Chromium. So Chromium is really special. Oh yeah, so Chromium. I I've thought about building a Chromium deck before. I don't have it, by the way. Uh, but. The way I look at it is that, okay, what do I do with him? Is that I'll probably change it into a 1-1 human to give it the uh, ability of hexproof. gaining hexproof. But it can be blocked. Yeah. But at the same time too, is it even worth it? It is. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'll go Voltron with it. Mm-hmm. And since I gave it hexproof, I'll put everything like the auras or the... Uh, equipments onto it mm-hmm. and maybe just uh, discard card so that it can't be blocked and it was it's still the one one is still commander damage so you still do commander damage to your opponents mm. but the original chromium is a bit interesting because it has rampage 2 uh, rampage is a really old mechanic yeah right? so uh, what rampage does is whenever this creature becomes blocked it gets plus 2 plus 2 until end of turn for each creature blocking it beyond the first so since it's Rampage 2, it does it twice, right? Yes. So it gets a plus 4, plus 4. No, no, no. Uh, plus when 2, it, plus 2, twice. No, no, no. Uh, rampage 2 means it gets plus 2, plus 2. If it's Rampage 1, it gets plus 1, plus uh, 1. But it's just beyond the first. So basically what it does is, if there's two creatures blocking, so it's plus 2, plus 2, plus 2, plus 2. Yes. 
if you there's two features double blocking it, it's uh, plus four plus four. I see this one is a bit more interesting in it's, terms of building. It's it's interesting, but the thing is, you need what eight mana to cast it. Oh yeah, true that. Of, co- of, co- of course, Chromium the Mutable is seven mana for an Esper. However, the color restrictions for Chromium is much higher in the old Elder Dragon form. Mm, true, true. But I just find him interesting because. Okay, uh, he is a 7-7, and the only negative side is you have to play pay Esper to, well, uh, have it on board. Yeah, yeah. And you could play uh, Sandal of the Infinite to end the turn, so he'll keep those um, pluses. No. It works. It, it doesn't work. It doesn't work that way. It says until end of turn. Yeah, so if... It's, not, it's not a trigger. Yeah. If it's until end of turn... If you end the turn, you go immediately go into your cleanup step, mm-hmm. where all damage, any plus count uh, pluses, will be negated. Yeah, but if you end the turn with Sundial, then you go into you go into cleanup step. Mm-hmm. You still need to discard. Like, but with the rampage, it's you still it, it says until end of turn. Let's say you control your opponent with Act of Treason. It says un- you control this creature until end of turn. Mm-hmm. You 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 at, uh, at the cleanup step, it returns back to your opponent. Hmm. Okay. Well, still, I still think it's the other way around. Okay, never mind. But yeah, um, still interesting build. Interesting build. Four seven seven with. Hmm. Yeah, interesting. Like if you can force to block him, it'll be great. Yeah, there are a lot of cards that allow you to uh, force force block him. But um, one maybe you give him force block, then you give him trample, then mm. the force, uh, then it deals even more damage to your opponent. Yeah, force block, indestructible. Force block, indestructible. Uh, force block, trample, kill your opponent's creatures. Yes. Then you trample through the damage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. That's true. That's that's much better too. So I think that's about it for Elder Dragons. We, we've been through multiple um, planes now. We, we were talking about Street Havens, but Street Haven was not much. Well, actually, Street Haven is one of my favorite sets, in my opinion. One of my best, the best sets I've experienced. Of course, it's not strong. I'm not saying that not it's... Yeah, we haven't played anything yet, so... it's not. I'm not saying it's strong, that's the thing. I'm not saying that, oh, it immediately comes out it's strong. I'm just saying I like the cards. Mm, true, true. The cards here are interesting. Like, they, they're going for that thing where we want to try something new. And Street Haven is that something new? Mm, no, actually, this is a repeat of Concept Park here. Really? So, okay. Um, what you guys are thinking of is that um, everyone has is already used to the Ravnica colors and what the Ravnica colors do. So, let's say so, so for Celestia, they, it's all about tokens or all about counters maybe uh, go white or maybe together forever all that shit and for when uh, in Dromoka they were all about bolstering which is pumping their power their tough, uh, they're all about pumping their the weakest creature and all that it's not like oh they count how many creatures are on the battlefield and all that for for uh, what's his name I forgot what's his name Ooh. Um, oh the guru colors. Mm. Uh, for guru colors, it's much. It's all about dealing damage, or fighting, or usually getting pumping a big creature. But in for Jamoka, if no wait for Atarka, it's all about dealing damage, which is like dealing instant damage to your. Which is why I think that it's just a repeat of the uh, 
Tarkir block. Mm. It's just a small repeat, but that's just my opinion. Alright, alright. But anywho, uh, we have gone for a while now, and uh, let's wrap it up. So anyway, uh, if you guys have any questions, concerns, or suggestions for the show, you can head to thegatewatchcast at gmail.com. Uh, if you want to buy magic cards and whatnot, you can always come to Alexandria Bookstore. Links will be in the show notes. So anyway, I have been Roman Sanzo. And I'm Wilson. And we'll guys catch you next week with another fun episode of The Gatewatchcast. Bye.